Amot of Kufiud Beit Amud Aleph, the limits of our own reality, Bechita, Sert, Sarah. Uh, the, I think you're getting the sense already of the, certainly by this time, that the idea of the Matmonim is not to find some Midrashic or Agadic or Musur Vort on the page. Uh, that there are lots of people who do, and that's a, that's a different exercise. Uh, the idea here is to expose you and learn with you in the short time that we have together one principle that is core to the Duff. Um, uh, so that as we go through, you're learning some of the core principles of, of Shas. And from those halachic principles, uh, trying to understand the root of the principle in such a way that one can extrapolate from that, that root of the principle to, to get to a universal truth that has a difference in the way we live our lives. And yesterday and today, one of those principles that we're talking about is a principle, as, as I said yesterday, all over Shas, but particularly in, in Nashim and Ezekiel, the two Sedarim that deal with relationships, gender relationships and business relationships, is Shavya Nafshi Chaticha de Yisuro. The fact that although uh, generally an individual can't change reality, you need at least two witnesses to, to, to do that. But there are times where an individual can do that in the presence of a witness. For example, if a man says Harayat Mekudeshitli to his bride uh, with two witnesses being present, he changes reality for everybody. Uh, her relationship with the whole world changes and the whole world's relationship with her changes and his relationship with her. And it, uh, that's a major halachic change in status brought about by one man uttering a, a phrase. Uh, but generally, one person can't, can't do that. Uh, but we have this principle of Shavya and Surah that we see that a person has the power to change his or her own reality uh, and to make something that is mutar for everybody asur for themselves. And, and that it's, it's real Isur, according to some, it it's, it's becomes an Isur Doraisa, an Isur of the Torah, even though for everybody else it's perfectly mutar. Uh, and, and it's the working of that principle that we're looking at and from that understanding some of the limits of creating a reality for yourself. And, and here in today's stuff, we have uh, somebody we don't often find in, in, in the Gemara, I don't know if he's mentioned anywhere else, is Hon Breid Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman had a son called Hon. Hon means treasure. So Rav Nachman, when he was born, it was obviously he was named Hon. He was Rav Nachman's treasure. And he says to Rav Nachman, he asks his father, Tsarata Mahu. What, what, is, what is his kasha? What is Hon asking Rav Nachman? So we've learned right in the beginning of the Masechta, we had a lot of time on that idea of all the wives of a man, as far as Hilchot Yibum are concerned, constitute one set, one team. And the team needs Yibum. Once one of the team has Yibum, then the whole team can marry, can marry out. No, not every wife of the deceased brother has to have Yibum. The team has to have Yibum. And, and the brothers are a team. So somebody from the brothers team needs to marry, needs to be Yabim, somebody from the wife team, and then Yibum is done. And then everybody else, and if, the, if he does Chalitza, then everybody, all the, uh, all the people on the wife team are now Mutarot, they may now remarry. They don't need Chalitza themselves, they, they're fine with the Chalitza that was done to a member of their team. So, so Hon asks a really interesting question. He says, in this case over here, let's look at, at Rashi to understand the question. A Yabam marries a member of the, of the wife team. He does Yibum. 
as a result of that, the tsarot, all the other wives are tsarot, they now may, may marry. Then, based on yesterday's learning, after a while, this Yevama, the member of the, of the wife team who actually had Yibum done on her, says, Lorni Valtu, you know what? We actually ne- were never intimate. She's, she's having tea with her wife friends or with her other friends, and she says, you know what, yes, this Yibum's thing, but we've never been intimate. So that means Yibum hasn't actually taken place. So now do we have to say to all the other wives, hey, wives, you, you're in trouble. You thought you were free because your, your team member did Yibum, but we've just heard she didn't really do Yibum. It was just a Ke'ilu Yibum. It wasn't a real Yibum. So the team still needs Yibum or Chalitza. You're in trouble. That's what Hon asks. In other words, can, you can get into a very difficult situation just by the dibu, just by her blurting this out at a tea party. All of a sudden, all the other tsarot are now in trouble. They might even be married already. What then? Says Rav Nachman to, to Hon, because we plead with this yabam to now do chalitza, is that a reason to affect the team? Why should it affect the team? Well, why should it affect the team? We've, we've learned why it affects the team. Says Rashi. The reason we ask him to give her chalitza is for her own good. Because she made herself asura. Her words made herself asura. We don't, as we learned in Rashi, it's not that we believe her that there wasn't Yibam. We don't believe her that they've been together for more than 30 days and they haven't been intimate. That, that's, uh, that's unlikely, so we don't believe that. But she is still Asura because she's made herself, she's created her own halachic reality. But because of that, we're going to say that the, everybody else is affected by her crazy reality. We're not going to, we, for the tarot, we're going to use our assumptions. Our assumption is they were living together for 30 days already, they've been intimate. That's our assumption. And, and based on that assumption, the tarot, the team, can marry out their fire. She has a problem because she's created a reality for herself. Now, this idea of, of um, there's a very, there are a few very classical pieces of Tzoyzachoshin. The Tzoyzachoshin we've spoken to about many times. The Tzoyzachoshin was so important because he broke a whole new field of learning. He, he broke into a whole new field of learning, which, which we follow till, till today. Um, and he wrote his sefer on the Choshin Mishpat, on that part of the, of, of the Shulchanor that deals with business law. Not as a parish on the Shulchan Aruch, but as a platform from which to, do, to teach his, his method of learning. So until that time, we had the Shach and we had the Sma, uh, we had the Taz on the, on the Shulchan Aruch. Um, and then we had the Urim V'tumim, also a very, very important sefer by Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshitz. Um, and the Tzvesa says that he studied the Urim V'tumim very carefully when he came across it and... He changed a lot of what he said based on what he found in the Urim V'tumim, also a very important sefer. These were people, and the Nesivus was a colleague of the Ktsos HaChoshin. These were people dur- during the period of the Vilna Gaon, the second half of the 18th century, uh, who, who created this whole new way of, 
of learning or taught this new way of learning of being able to analyze and conceptualize and work with concepts um, that, that we follow until, until today. A very important part of, of learning. One has to know uh, and be able to learn uh, those of you learning Vilna Gorn with me on Shabbos morning know that the Vilna Gorn does the same thing with a different approach and so we've got these two, two methods that, and, and we use both of them the Vilna Gorn's approach which is a much more direct getting to the essence of the, of the issue with his brilliant mind in a very direct way and the Ktsoy using his power of intellect to reason in order, to, in order to get there. And the directness of the Vilna Gaon and the reasoning of the Ktsoy and his school together create the, the method of learning that, that we use in the yeshivas and in the yeshiva world uh, and have been using for the last several hundred years. Uh, the Ktsoy writes in his, in his Akdomov, he writes a very important introduction. The introduction is almost more important than the Sefer. Uh, and he talks about that Hashem gave us the Torah to use the power of human intellect and the methodology of Torah to be able to innovate new ideas. That's what Hashem wants from us, to innovate new ideas. And even if our new ideas are not true in the, in the cosmic sense of the world, of, of the word, even if we innovate an idea which Hashem says, that's not really what I meant, doesn't matter. Because Hashem gave us that power to reason and the, vali- the, the validity of the chidushim is in the integrity of the reasoning. Provided you've used the right methodology and you've done it with enormous integrity. Uh, it's all created by Hashem. Hashem gave us this methodology. So if we use this methodology to extrapolate and innovate, that too was created by Hashem. Hashem creates these chidushim as well, these innovations as well. As long as there's not a lack of integrity and or one doesn't know how to learn properly or one... Uh, when, when reasons in a way that isn't, that isn't accurate, that's not from Hashem. But everything else is, is from Hashem. And so the Ktsos HaChoshin, uh, so, so important, the Ktsos HaChoshin in Simen Lamed Dalad, I referenced it yesterday, Sifkot and Dalad, um, talks about the fact that there are two views as to how this Shavya Nafshi Achatichad Yisura works. The one view is that it works as a kind of a neder. Just as a person can make a neder from now on, this kosher meat or all meat. I'm going to be a vegetarian. A person takes a neder. Meat is trafe to me. And he, and he says that. Well, from that time, meat is trafe for him. It's not trafe for anybody else, but it's trafe for him. So you can create isur. And if he eats that meat, it's an isur So he's made it trafe for himself. So some say that's the idea of Shavya She says, I haven't had, but we haven't been intimate. That means my, my get is invalid. I don't need a get. I've never been married to him. I need chalitza. The reality we believe is that that's not true. She has been married and the get is just fine. But for herself, she's created a reality of Isur for herself and, she, and, and we hold her to that. And the other view, the Ksesa the, the says, which is his preferred view, is that it works on the principles of Neemanut. There's a principle of Adam Neeman Alatzmo, even though you, one witness is never believed or seldom believed. And even though you can't be believed as a witness if you have an interest, whether you're a relative or you have a financial interest in what you're giving evidence, your evidence is not valid. But if you're giving evidence about yourself, it is believed. Certainly, Lechumra, certainly when it creates a, 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 something more severe or, or an issue, you're believed. And that's the basis we learned yesterday from, from Modi Bemiktsas Rashi says in Kiddushin. Um, and therefore, 
just as the Torah accepts two witnesses for others, the Torah gives trustworthiness to every individual about himself or herself. You're an authority on yourself. I always say when you meet other people, uh, you, you should be very curious about them. Because even if they know nothing, even if there's nothing that they know that you don't know, They're very ignorant and uneducated. There's one thing they are world experts in, and that's themselves. And everybody has a history, and everybody has a story, and everybody has something to learn from. And one should be very curious about people. Um, and the, the, the Torah gives a person ne'emanu, trustworthiness, over himself. That's the Adam ne'eman al atzmo. Um, because the tariff makes a related person unacceptable as a witness for others, but not for himself. And the Tzachishin prefers that approach, that I, um, that I'm believed. For, for my purposes, I'm actually believed as if I'm, as if I'm two witnesses, but just for myself. And let's use those two views to try and understand what's going on here in the conversation between Hon and Rav Nachman. Again, it's one of these wonderful occasions where we, we let into a conversation of uh, thousands of years ago between a very special father and a very special son. What, what is going on? So Hon asks, what about the Tzarot? If you believe her, if it's Ne'emanut, if you believe her, then the Tzarot should also, then you're saying that's the reality. We How can you say we're believing her that they were never intimate, but that Sarot can marry? Why? That Sarot needs chalitza, just as she needs chalitza. If she needs chalitza, they need chalitza. So that, that's all very well if we learn the Ne'emanut way. Answers Rav Nachman, no, she's just created her own reality, her own Isra, because she's created her own Isra. Are we going to forbid the other Tzarot? There's a limit to how far the, the impact of your own reality can go. You can create your own reality for yourself, but not for, for, not for any, anybody else. The, um, so, so in a sense, according to the one view that the Ksesach brings, if it's about Ne'emanut, I understand Horn's question. If it's about Neder, I understand Rav Nachman's answer. But how do we put it all together? And I mentioned to you that, um, firstly, from Rashi, we learned yesterday that Rashi seems to be learning that it's not Ne'emanut. It's not that we believe her in the event. You can't believe both of them. He says, he says, Nivalti, we've had relations. She says, we haven't. You can't believe them both. So you say, for her, we, so for her she's also, even though we don't believe her, she's also. Using the principle of Shavya Nafshad Khatikhad Surah, as Rashi says. But Rub Shimon Shkop in Ktuvot says an, an amazing thing. He says, as he works through the Sugya, it's a long piece based on a Rabbi Kiva Eger that he brings. Uh, Rub Shimon Shkop comes to the conclusion that you've got to use them both. You've got to believe her, and now, but you're believing her about something that isn't objectively true. So it's, a, it's a very interesting idea that we have to grapple with. So you're saying, were they intimate or weren't they? Well, for her, they weren't. That's her reality. Now that they weren't, but you're going to say, but the truth is they were. Doesn't matter. For her reality, they weren't. So now we apply that reality using like the principles of Neder. And since for her reality, they were not intimate, 
she is now bound by that reality with the principles of Neda. So Kuntrup Shimon, it's two steps. Firstly, we believe you for yourself, mm, but, but that's not the real truth. True, but that, that's enough to create a Neda for you. To, enough to create Isra for you. That's how Rav Shimon works. Say, he works with both of them. And, and so, again, we don't, we don't have time, but you can reason yourselves and, and, and apply it yourselves in so many areas where people, people, reality, people say, it's my reality, it's my reality. Yes, we see in Halakha there is such a thing. To, to claim this is my reality or this is your reality, there is such a thing. There's such a thing, Isra. People use it nowadays to, to give themselves heterium. This is my reality. For me, it's okay. For the, that you can't do. You can't use it that way. If you want to create a reality for yourself that is different from the world's reality, that's only to restrict your rights, not to expand your rights. You can't create your own reality that impinges on the rights of other people. You can create your own reality that restricts your own right. You have the you have the ability to do that. And that cleans up a, a lot of messy conversation that goes on in the world today. If we just use these principles, if that's your reality, that's fine. That's your reality. I respect it. That means you, there are a whole lot of Isurim that apply to you. But, but Heterim don't necessarily apply to you. As we said yesterday, if a man says, I identify as a woman, that's my reality. We say, fine, so we can't count you in a minion. Don't come and then want to be counted in a minion. Does that mean you have the rights of a woman? No, you don't have any rights of a woman. But you've created, you can limit your reality. You have the rights to limit your reality. You don't have the rights to widen your reality at the expense of others. And, and today where everything is so very subjective uh, and, and we're being asked to tolerate and accept subjective realities, yes, there is such a halachi concept of subjective realities. But it's l'chumra, it's not l'kula, it's for one's own life, it's not for other people's lives. We can't impose these things on other people.